Hey, it's Joseph here. Welcome to the Who Are You podcast, episode 10. Today I'm exploring procrastination. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for tuning in. The Who Are You podcast is produced fortnightly for your learning and enjoyment. Show notes are found at ruvand.co.uk. That is R-U-U-V-A-N-D dot co dot U-K. Do come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes. You can also follow me on Facebook and SoundCloud. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to Who Are You? procrastination. What do I mean by this? I mean not getting on with it when you ought to. When was the last time you put something off, something that you know is due, something you should start, or if you've started something you should get on and finish, but you put it off? Do you recognize this? Well, we all do it. But the question is, is it serving you? Or have you made it okay so it doesn't bother you anymore, even if it's not serving you? Mind you, in life, there are many times when there is wisdom in waiting, wisdom in patience. But there are also times when something requires doing, and we don't get on with it, even though we have no logical or other reason not to start it, but we don't just get on with it, and we miss opportunities. Many times we recognize that we have missed the opportunity, but there's nothing we can do about it, because the time is past. Other times, we don't even realize we've missed an opportunity. We think we are okay, uh, working at our own pace, but actually, we are holding ourselves back. We are putting off starting or finishing. When it's not okay anyone, anyway, when it's not okay anymore, then it is time to do something about it. First though, let's check how you do it. Because as individuals, we have our individual ways of doing uh, procrastinating. And it is helpful to know what your style is, how you go about it. So see if you can recognize any of these. Are you the sort of person who wants every detail spot on and you then find it so overwhelming because you know what you're going to have to do that you fail to start or when you start, you fail to finish? Do you often find that things are risky or unnecessary or deem them so, so that it's safe, not safer not to start? If in effect you're staying in your comfort zone, making sure that nothing changes or trying to keep change at, at bay or delay it? Or... Are you only able to function under pressure? 
because it, it most things are boring if you do them when they should be done. So you leave things, studies, work, leave them until the last moment when you have to rush and you feel under pressure. Adrenaline pumping so that you can just get on and do it when it has to be done right to the wire. Perhaps even creating problems so that you can then solve them. Or, do you enjoy abstract thinking more than doing? So that you are thinking about this, in, this um, project, this task, dreaming up ways to go on about it, thinking about the detail of how it will be done, rather than getting on undoing it. Or starting and then not going down to the detailed actions that need to be done. Or, do you take on too much? Don't prioritize or say no when you are, your plate is full or when you've got enough tasks to undertake and then you allow overlap to get in the way of finishing one or completing um, one or even starting another because you've, you're so overloaded. Or do you bulk and refuse to take action, seeking a battle just when it feels like someone has asked you to do something? So because you don't want to be led, you don't want it to be somebody else taking you there, you refuse to move and therefore don't take action that you know should be taken. Are you more concerned about giving the right impression about who is in control than about starting and finishing the job? Did you recognize yourself in one or more of those descriptions? If you did, there is hope. Procrastination, like any other habit, can be broken with a commitment to do something about it. And here are a few ways you might wish to consider approaching it. If you recognize that you excessively seek things to be perfect, then it's important that you determine early what the minimum criteria for quality is. For quality, for excellence, determine what the minimum, not the maximum, the minimum criteria, so that if you hit that, then good is good enough. This could help you realize that you don't need to do much more in order to hit excellence. If there are a, a minimum criteria you've identified, you can tick them off when you recognize that you've done that and make yourself stop. You can also involve others to play a part in the task or in the project. You just need to ensure you brief them well and trust them. If you do this, they may not hit the same standards as you would, but what they would produce would be good enough and at least something will get done. Thirdly, learn to forgive yourself when you make a mistake, when you make an error. 
You could even go as far as making deliberate errors in low impact areas just to see what it feels like and to be able to forgive yourself and get on despite having made an error, having made mistakes. If you do want to aim for perfection in all the um, in all the areas in whatever it is you're doing, then one other way is to break down the bigger job into small tasks so that you can focus on one and one alone and get it to perfection before moving to another one. And this way you would pick them off individually. Now, if you do this, it's likely to take more time but at least you are getting something done. You are moving towards completing and more importantly, many times, even towards starting the project. So you get it out of your head and onto the ground, making some progress. If, on the other hand, worrying too much stops you from beginning, then it may help you to consider the consequences of failure, the consequences of your not starting. When you face up to the consequences of not starting or of failure, and you consider what the impact is on you or how important that impact is, you may be in a better position to accept that it is possible for you to fail and still be okay. But you've got to start. Consider this. Failure is possible if you start, but it is certain if you don't. If creating crisis is your thing, that you create a kerfuffle, you make a fuss and therefore um, leave it until the last minute before you start so that you can work on the pressure. Then it might be important for you to reconnect to where you are going with that project, with what it is you want to do. And what's really important to you, not to anybody else, what is there to gain by success in the project? If you connect with this earlier on, the chances are you might take some actions to begin. And the more actions you take to begin, the less there will be and the less pressure there will be later on. If you really do want to feel the pressure, then why don't you set earlier deadlines, either an earlier overall deadline for the whole project or break it into small bits and set earlier deadlines for the small ones so that you feel, even if you go to the wire on each of the small ones, it doesn't threaten your success or doesn't threaten your starting the larger project. You are doing something while still retaining the element of pressure. If you are the sort of person who daydreaming gets in the way of starting or completing you need to get things down on paper or on the computer make written to-do lists lists that you can follow 
ticking them off as you go along. You might consider setting timed alarm to keep you focused. The one I find works well for me is setting a, um, a, a timer for every 30 minutes. And when it rings in 30 minutes, I have a, um, an evaluation and a decision to make whether to continue with the task I'm on or to change. But that way I am doing something, I get on with it. Now, if you are using this, then allow yourself time to daydream sometimes because that often um, feeds a creativity. And if you stifle this, then it is more likely to get in the way of your overall um, progression. So giving, allowing yourself time and permission to daydream, but within defined chunks, you can set yourself a time to daydream, 30 minutes. And then when it's all over, it's over. You get back to what you're meant to be doing. You can also turn your creativity and the dread dreaming that comes uh, with it into a positive for you in the sense that you create tasks out of any daydream you've had and say what has to be done, create tasks into it so that you can then take on those tasks using the same to-do list and make something of it or rule them out if they're impractical. For the person who takes on too much, remind yourself what is really important to you and the consequences of sacrificing what's important so that when you take on a task and might be tempted to take on many more, you know what the um, consequences would be that you might actually not finish the important ones. So you would need to have to learn to say no. You might even do an exercise of choosing to say no 10 times, to no to requests 10 times in a day, just to know how it feels and to get into the, the practice to work the no muscle and therefore reduce your workload so that you can deliver, actually deliver on the few important things rather than feel good about having lots to do but not delivering on them. If you are already overloaded, then you've got to take each one of those tasks, each one of those projects one by one and break them down and start somewhere. Don't let the feeling of overwhelm get in the way. Remind yourself that by starting on one and getting somewhere with it, it is one less to do. Finally, if defiance, being defiant, gets in the way of your starting, then it might be important for you to remind yourself what is important. What is important in the situation, what is important to you, and then choose to act proactively. Don't wait to be told. Act proactively to start things, to start actions, so that you don't have to obey instructions. 
or even if you hear them, there it is something that you've already already thought about, and you will know that you are not being led without having an input. It might also help you to remind yourself of what the bigger picture is, that in a project you have been instructed to undertake, if you are working on something that has impact on other people, not just yourself, then perhaps the benefit to them of starting and finishing the project is um, more important to you than you're taking a stand and making sure that you do what you want to do. It just could give you another perspective on the challenge of um, acting even when you're feeling defiant. If you're committed to making that difference and giving that benefit to others, perhaps you might be willing to make a start. There are many more ways that we creatively procrastinate and it is left for us to do something about moving forward if we are committed to do this. And I hope that um, you have recognized something in the descriptions and have taken away some action. The question now is, what will you do now? on that project that's waiting to get started or the next one that you'll be asked to um, handle. What will you do to get started with it and not to procrastinate? Thank you for listening.